Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. Good afternoon everyone, hello, hello, hello. Yes, uh, it's me, David Siegler. I just thought I would do a live video at the same time. Uh, I'm trying to record a podcast episode. I'm going to share that with you in a couple of weeks if it makes it through the cut. We don't know what's going to happen because this is live. So why am I doing a live video and also a podcast uh, recording at the same time? Because my mentor told me I had to do it. You know, what's the point of having the mentor if you don't do what your mentors say? And I want to share that with you deal packages out there. It's no good asking your mentors what to do and then not doing it. So I am taking that advantage, um, that advice. I'm doing it right now. So the title of this podcast uh, episode will be Losing Control, Losing Control. It's really, really important. And it was inspired by uh, a conversation I had very recently with uh, a young deal packager. He's got a great deal packaging business in the north of England. We're talking the north of England here. He and his uh, partners. Good afternoon, Simon. Thank you for logging on. Um, He's got a great deal packaging business, but he's maybe a year in and he has done some deals and he gives great value to his investors. And he's feeling good about himself. But as with all of us, we can be a bit fragile when things break down. And what's happened recently is that he's had a couple of deals drop off at the last minute. You know, at the last minute, the investors involved decided that they couldn't proceed. And that can happen sometimes, you know, but you have to you have to close them down in advance you don't want them to drop out at the last minute so one of the investors uh, having told our deal packaging friend that they can uh, raise the money they got the funds they're ready to go they didn't have the funds they weren't ready to go uh, and the other one at the last minute was just a bit flaky and uh, really just changed their mind and he found this uh, a bit demoralizing so what do you do about it You have to take control. It's the most important thing. And these are things that I do with my investors as part of the conversations that I have for making sure I've got investors in place. Because I can't go shopping unless I know what my investors want, what their criteria is, what their exit is, why they're investing in property, whether the area suits them, what returns, what financial returns they're looking for. And uh, basically, are they committed? It's the most important thing. So are they committed? That is the point. There are several ways that you can make sure your investors are committed. I'll tell you what I do. I have those deep dive conversations with them. I just don't go and have coffee and cake. Sure, we have coffee and cake, but it's not about coffee and cake. What it's about, what it's about is making sure that the investor knows what they're getting into and knows what I do and knows that I'm about to fire up all the engines and head on full bore and find them what they want. I actually might say to them something like, I am going out now to find this for you. Are you sure? Are you in? Because once we've started this process, I will go and find something. Really, really important that your investor understands that. And then you won't get the flaky bits, or at least you'll flush it out a bit earlier. And you won't uh, get in a situation where 
you get embarrassed with maybe an estate agent, you've taken something off the market and uh, you've got to go back a bit sheepishly and say, it's not happening. At this point, you could take a reservation fee. Now, reservation fees, some do, some don't. I don't. But there's nothing wrong with taking a reservation fee. I, I see stuff on the forums, or I would never work with a packager who takes a reservation fee. Really? Well, that's for the investor to choose. But I have many friends, many people have gone through our training at Progressive Property who are deal packaging, and they will take a £1,500 uh, reservation fee at that point when the investor commits to you, when you become the investor's go-to girl or guy who's out on your patch looking for deals. So there's nothing wrong with taking a reservation fee. Obviously, the reservation fee comes off the total fee at the end when the deal goes through. I don't take a reservation fee, but why? Because I can't be bothered, I think. I've got broad shoulders. I've been doing it a little while. I don't mind. I am happy that my uh, investors are committed. Here's another reason why they're committed. You've got to have proof of funds from your investor. You do. You need your investor to send you proof of funds. And if you're working with estate agents, it's vital. So what I say to my investors are, I'm going to go and find this for you. I need proof of funds from you on my phone. I do. I need you to send me something that uh, is pretty current in the last three months, has got your name on it, and there's a total at the bottom that covers the purchase of this house. That's what I need. I work with cash buyers. Now, you can redact all the other stuff, all those weird uh, websites that you uh, have got subscriptions to. We're not interested in that. We're not. But I need you to send it to me on my phone. And uh, also, it's part of the anti-money laundering uh, regulations as well. Makes you look professional if you can present it in that way as well. But if you've got on your phone... Um, proof of funds that your investor is ready and willing and financially able to proceed. You can sit in an estate agent's office and say, Mr. Estate Agent, we're all in on this. I need it off the market. I'm going to email to you now from my phone proof of funds that we can proceed on this project. That is very powerful. Estate agents like that. Not many deal packages out there in the community, community do that. So we're getting commitment at every point from our investor. Proof of funds. You're getting serious now. They're going to have to send you something with proof of funds on it. Have a backup buyer. Now, I know when you started, it's hard. It's hard to get one investor, right? And then you get to two, and then you get to 10. 10 a pretty cool number. And you'll see people out in the community who say they work with tens of thousands of investors. You can't work with tens of thousands of investors. You can't. You can't have a relationship with that many people, but you can have that relationship with 10 investors. I've probably worked with something over 200 investors in my time, uh, but the thing is now, today, live, ready to go, I could probably ring 10 or 12. I could and maybe get a deal away uh, for them and for me. So that's how it rolls. If you've got 10, you've got a business and um, how do you find your 10 investors? Well, ultimately, it comes down to marketing. And marketing's a huge subject. And uh, I keep bumping into marketing uh, in, in all of these uh, face Facebook Lives and podcasts and everything that I come to say. Every question that comes in from mentees is all about marketing. So it's a really big subject. I'm not going to deal with it now. 
marketing is important. You've got to get your message out there. Kurush, good to see you, my friend. It's been a little while. Um, welcome this afternoon. So marketing is absolutely key. I'm going to do a separate Facebook Live, if this works, a separate podcast as well. Uh, and you'll be able to hear about that as we move forward. But marketing is a huge subject. You've got to, got to, got to be able to do that. In terms of my friend in the in the north, forgive me. In terms of my friend who's packaging deals in the north, who said he was losing control, he's got a fantastic offer, absolutely brilliant offer. So for him, being in the north of England, the geography is superb because what he can offer is single lets, single let investments that uh, make the investors more wealthy. So he's got. Properties in good, strong, family-rented, working people-type areas. You know, these, this is not the Bronx. This is good, strong areas, two, three-bedroom houses, gross yields, gross yields coming in between 10 and 13%. That's not a difficult sale deal packages out there. It really isn't. Because just think where the money is coming from. If you're working with people who have got money, where is their money? It's in the bank, it's in the building society, they're getting half of 1%, maybe three quarters of 1%, maybe. Tying it up for five years to get 2%, maybe. You know, inflation is eating away at their money. But you have the opportunity to introduce them to a way where they can uh, secure their money in a bricks and mortar investment, which over time, can't promise, but over time has got the potential of going up in value. And also, 10 to 13% gross yield. Let's drill down on that. What does that actually mean? What does it actually mean? So I'm going to talk a few figures here. Stay with me, team. I will go carefully. So my friend, the deal packager in the north, his numbers are that these houses cost between 60 and 80,000 pounds. That's what they do. So if you're buying, let's go top end. If you're buying at 80 grand, you all know that you've got to put a 25% deposit. You've got to put 20,000 pounds in on a buy-to-let mortgage. That's what you've got to do. So you're committing as an investor 20,000 pounds, right? Net income, buy-to-let, set and forget, 200 pound a month net, whatever the gross rent is, it might be 500, it might be 550, it might not whatever, net, 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 after all costs, paying the mortgage, paying the voids, paying the letting agent, paying everything you've you got to do, repairs, whatever. £200 a month net is £2,400 a year, £2,400 a year net from that investment. So let me make it clear, you've put £20,000 in and net, after all costs, you're getting 2400 pounds a year out. So if you divide 2,400, which is a net figure, by 20,000 pounds, which, um, which is the investment, that produces net, a return on your capital employed, the 20 grand, of around 12%. 12% net return on capital employed. That, my friends, is what uh, investors are looking for, return on their money. So this offer in the north of England is a fantastic offer for investors in the south who are worried that inflation's eating their money 
and they don't know how to stop the blood flow. So what you need to do, friends in the north who are going into deal packaging, is crunch those numbers down. Find out what your net return on the capital employed will be. If it's about 12%, then you know you are competing with the banks and building societies on the high street that are offering half a percent, three quarters of a percent gross. And that's a that's a really strong offer for any investor. Um, you're not going to have any trouble selling that. So this is what I shared with our young friend in the north of England, who's a young, one year into his journey, done a few deals. He's got lettings professionals. He's got local trades who can provide all the maintenance. He can do everything that a southern investor needs for that investment to be as hands-free as you can possibly make it. Um, but he was losing control. Go out and get control. Take control. Tell your investors what you require of them. Get proof of funds on your phone. Get a backup buyer. A backup buyer's cool because you can say to them, ah, this one's just gone, but I know what you're looking for. Stay with me, backup buyer. I'll go out and find one. You've got two deals in. Two deals going through. We're going to sell all of them. Any questions, if you've got any questions, post down below. It's an experiment for me. Those of you who have joined me this afternoon, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And um, I wish you good luck. We're going to sell all of them. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode. <laughs>